0: Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me, but most importantly, what didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it with this podcast. I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real.
1: And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you back for our badass and beautiful women series. Um, Each week, just bringing you the amazing women who have really made a huge difference in my life. You're always asking, like, who are the women? You know, where'd you learn that? Or why are you so inspired this way? So each week, I am bringing you a different woman from around the world. So you never know, might be from Australia, might be from the UK, but I like it, or might be from the USA. And today I am beyond honored to have one of my favorite people, or I will say she's a woman who gave me the word in my vocabulary of fabulous, because that's her <laughs> Favorite word is the word fabulous. And um, I just am beyond honored. We've known each other, I think, for more than 20-something years, or about 20 years. 22! So Kruv I'll tell you a little bit about herself. I'm trying to be all formal here. And she launched her namesake award-winning agency over 20 years ago in New York City. And since its conception, um, it is... It's, I don't even know how to explain all the amazing people that she's worked with and things that she's done. But um, she has a proven approach that starts with understanding the culture, trends, and the truths that inform us all about what's really happening and putting it to a narrative. And she's earned her bachelor's degree in journalism. That's a good thing that she earned that at the um, Ohio University. And then she moved to be a big part of ABC's News 2020. She's got so much to tell you. I'd rather let her share it with you. Um, but she worked with one of my favorite, another mentor who I've, I've never really met. Yes, I met her for a second. I was on stage with her, but um, Barbara Walters. And I just adore this woman. She's a female entrepreneur, business owner who embodies the message of really designing your own career and building your own business and living the dream of truly what's possible for everyone. And she's worked with everybody from Tony Robbins to, gosh, Sylvester Stallone, I think, or um, David Bach and Tory Johnson and Boys Demen and Joel Olsen. And I could go on and on with the list. Mike Tyson, our boy, our Las Vegas Mike Tyson boy. Anyway, she is a legend. Um, she'll share with you some of the other companies that she's worked with as well. But I have learned so much for her, I mean, for, through her, from her about really staying true to my message and about being um, unapologetically authentic. That's really what I've learned from her is just about that whole being unapologetically authentic. And, um, you know, she let me know, you know, some people might not like it, Lauren, but you just got to stay true to that. And I think it's ironic, Heidi. I can't freaking believe this. I thought I was like not recording. I was freaking out. Um, I think it's kind of ironic because today... Um, is a year ago that you and I were together in LA. Oh, and, and, and well, it's Santa we've Barbara. Been, we've been trying to put this together for a long time and it's very ironic and serendipitous as this happens to be the day. So I've got goosebumps because I always get goosebumps, but welcome. And I just can't wait for everybody to hear a little bit about you. Um, she's married to an amazing man, Darren, and their, their fabulous son. Caden, who I just ooh, I just want to eat him up every time that I see him. So anyway, I would just love to know, first of all, how did you get started? I mean, you know, <laughs> he talks about wanting to like have their own ad agent, you know, their own PR agency, but few people really go out there and have the courage to go do it. And tell us a little bit about that, if you would.
1: Well, before I do that, just thank you so much for that amazing uh, introduction and your passion. And wow, like I've gotten you to be authentic, authentically not having to apologize. That's a wow. You know, you're like the emotion of ocean and I'm like now sitting here kind of speechless. So thanks for that, Lo. I mean, and it's amazing. I mean, how did I get started? I mean, you know, here's the truth. We all have a backstory. Every one of us comes from something you know, different part of our life, a different quality. And I think for me, I was destined to do something great, but I didn't know what that would be. I mean, my father drives a cab still to this day at 85. My mother works, worked in a clothing store until she got forced into retirement and, you know, and I'm adopted. So, I mean, a lot of my life was all about, you know, connecting to people, trying to make a difference in the world, trying to please people. We didn't come from a lot, a lot of humble beginnings, but my parents really always wanted me to have everything that they could, even when they couldn't afford it. And so I think as I grew up, a lot of parts of me didn't feel connected. So I was constantly searching and seeking connection. and I got super lucky. Um, and I don't think we you know just get lucky. I think I created a lot of my luck by talking to people about things that mattered to me as I was growing up. I was always the person that liked to talk and communicate and was like the life of the party and the happy connector and interviewing people. And people used to think I would be like the Barbara Walters of my time. And in fact, I dreamt of working with her. And then, you know, obviously that came true. So I think, how did I get started? It's a, it's, it's not just, I mean, I could tell you, I got started. I, I, met a woman who was a mentor she said you should start a business i sold my car for five thousand dollars cash because she said that that's all that i needed and i did it but the truth is that's not really the story how we all get started is where we came from and and from what we were taught and the things that we didn't have and the things that we wanted that leads us all to here so i mean Thank you for being in my life and having me be here with you because I think that's how everyone should be thinking about what's their purpose of their life, what's their backstory to get them to that place. For me, working at ABC 2020, meeting my mentor, I mean, life is a series of conscious connections. Oh, New York City sirens, sorry. Fire. Fire trucks. Um, but, do you want me to wait?
0: No, nope, keep going.
1: So, um, you know, life is a series of conscious connections. So, for me, I was lucky to look at those connections and take them and move them towards something. So, I met this mentor. She was amazing, She's a big literary agent. And, you know, working at 2020, I had a lot of, I'm of the media mindset person. So, I worked in the publicity department. I was super blessed to work for one of the greatest shows, uh, you know, Barbara Walters at 2020 and Cube Downs. And at the time, you know, I I wanted to be a producer. And the truth is I am a producer. I'm just producing other people's lives now. I'm producing their narrative. I'm helping, but I'm not making up their narrative. I'm just helping people come up with what is their story, how to tell it right, how to be strategic about that, And just really being the vehicle, the catalyst to be able to share their messages
0: with the world. It's kind of like you said, like sometimes you're so in it that you can't see it. Like you've helped me a lot just go, you know, there's certain things I can't see because I'm always in the day-to-day of it. And that's the beauty of it. But I think the one thing I'd love to hear, Heidi, and I think everybody else would love to hear as well, is, you know, it's really the age of being an entrepreneur, right? Like now it's cool to be an entrepreneur, yeah. I don't know about when we were in school and in college, I'm a little bit older than you, but it wasn't really cool to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you were supposed to go and um, work for a company. It was. It's not like how it is now. So no. just when it wasn't so popular, which is basically when you started your company. Right. What? Gave, I mean, it gives me goosebumps to really think about it. Cause I remember being in your apartment, you know, <laughs> serendipitously, it was very crazy. And um But being in your apartment where you had the armoire that was your office, right? And that took a lot of courage and faith and trust. And I think now people really need that right now because, um, you know, they see things and maybe it's not really what's happening in people's life. I mean, you've lived it and you understand what it really takes. So what advice would you give to people that really do have this desire to start their own thing? and? You know, and, and like you said, it's like, we, you want to do it like, but there's this part that's going, I don't know. I mean, you could have said, even though she told you it was $5,000, you could have still not sold your car. But-
1: yeah, no, I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, here's the truth. I never thought of not doing it. I didn't even really think of doing it. Here's what happened. I loved what I did. I loved PR. I wanted to be a publicist. I couldn't be up, you know, sometimes you have to find the thing that you can't get done. I wanted to be the publicist for 2020. And I was too young. I was actually told I was too young at the time. Um, and that I was never gonna just be Barbara Walters publicist because I was the assistant to the publicist. I wasn't in the union. I didn't have credentials. It just didn't even make sense to them that that would even be something to offer or to give. I mean, now that would never be the case. And And I'm so blessed and lucky, I work with ABC a lot. And even that my boss, that was my boss at the time has gone on to do other things. And He's praised me for my success. So I think the thing is, here's what I would say to people that are out there that have an idea and want to create a business out of it and just don't know what yet to do. Ignorance is bliss. I didn't think about it, I just did it. I mean, like Nike says, just do it. I mean, I just did it. I mean, I had this great lady who, Really had so much amazing energy and passion and faith and confidence in me more than I had in myself. And I'd say it's not that I didn't have confidence, I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I just went. And I think for the first year, I was doing it for her. I wasn't doing it for me. Even though I didn't have to give her anything or pay her anything for the leads and the contacts and the things that she provided and gave to me. I still like, it was easier. Um, and it could be like, you know, we're learning a lot about being a woman and we're learning about what we've repressed and what we're afraid to ask for and do now. And now we're, thank goodness, starting to stop doing that, which I think all of us, yourself included, are starting to not apologize or make excuses or repress things that we're allowed to have. And so I think, I think that, you know, I did that for that. And I think that if someone is has an idea and they want to go do something, don't put it on someone else to do it. Like step into, you deserve to do it. Like, it's great to do it. Why wouldn't you do it? What's the worst thing that could happen? It's like, you know, I sold the car, I started the business. The worst thing that could have happened is I could have gotten a job. It wouldn't have worked and I would have gotten a job. I mean, I didn't think about that at the time. Like you're asking me now, but when I was in it, it just wasn't even an option that it wasn't gonna work. I mean, I, I, I didn't know that it was gonna be as big as it became I, and that's the truth. I think I was like the skilled producer that liked being the publicist, that liked getting on the phone and getting the results and I still do. I do the booking dance, you know, the happy publicist dance and I'm more, I become now more of a strategist and more of a visionary and holding intention for other people and mentoring Other people now, so that they could be and do the thing that I did. So I don't have to do all those parts, but I can amplify that. So I would say the first step is just don't think about it. I think when we think about things and they're in our head, we get stuck. I think you just go with your heart and your gut and you try. If you don't try, you're not going to know. So I feel like trying is the best thing to do. And then, you know, then you see what happens. You see it unfold and you have to live in it. I think the one thing in reflection back, and you were there, Lauren, we were in Vieques, um, and I had like taken a pause in like a reflection. At that point, I was in business maybe eight years, seven years, eight years. And I was thinking like, you know, or maybe I was in business 10 years and I was thinking what is, I mean, I've had a lot of bestsellers. I never worked in publishing. I made bestsellers. I got people on the Oprah Winfrey show. I didn't even know any of those people got people on the today's show. Good morning, America. I was this accidental best-selling book publicist. And then I kind of took that and became this accidental diet publicist and launching the South beach diet. i had never worked, you know, on diets, but the thing that I didn't do while I was doing it all was I didn't stop to celebrate or honor myself or check in on what were my successes what was my roadmap what was my strategy and even taking a beat and a breath of holy crap look what i did so like i would say and i say this to you often and i would say this to anyone listening that once you step in and you decide you're going to do it one of my like logs of lessons learned would be to celebrate the wins when they happen and not take them for granted and own them, and not to a point where, like, oh my god, I'm so great! I did because it's not that; it's more about like appreciation, you know, for yourself and others. I mean, and I also think it's like you have to do that so that you can keep building that muscle to keep growing.
0: Why well, and look how it's look how it served you. Not even just in business, right, but in your life as well. I mean, you know. I, it's also, you know, I wasn't taking notes, but I was thinking about, look, because someone was a mentor for you, look how many people you're mentoring now as well, right? Yeah. And how we all evolve, we don't realize. I think I love the idea, you know, about talking about vision. Vision's one of my favorite things to talk about because, you know, even the good book says, right, without vision, people perish. And right. then I think that, you know, what some of these people, hopefully, I think early on, you start having the success, but the vision, you're like, oh my gosh, like I never imagined that it would be this big, you know? So to have people just, you're going to dream anyway, right? Might as well dream big. Um, what were some of the emotions though? I mean, you went through a lot. Like you went from just having one person that came over to your house, you know, <laughs> a couple days a week, opening yeah. your noir, right? Yeah. But now, I don't even know how many people, 30 people world. I know you have people worldwide that help you. Yeah. you know, they're in LA, they're in other countries. I mean, what would you... What were some of the emotions once your business started to take off? Because I know for a time, I know personally, I didn't even ask if this is okay, but you you got into the whole, I mean, it was, it was a little scary too, right? When you started like growing so much, right? Some people, they, they think, like you said, that it's going to be, I didn't know it was going to be this big, right? What did, what were some of the emotions that you were feeling? Well, I think, you know,
1: when I first had my first employee and I put someone on the payroll, it like legitimized everything, you know? And so it was like that person's, I'm responsible for that person, that person's still with me, by the way. And then, you know, and then we moved into an office space because instead of working in my apartment, my studio apartment with my armoire that would like, I would open up and the computer was there. I, you know, invested in myself and my business and got an office space that I shared with someone else. And then I moved quickly to my own office space. And here's what happens because life happens and the universe gives you lessons. So I move into my first office space and I buy all this furniture. I get a server. I get computers. I hire two more other people and boom, there's a fire in my building above two floors above me and everything gets destroyed. And so I'm back in my apartment with this person, everyone else. And I literally was like, I'm done. I'm like, "Here!" Yeah. And thank God I had my laptop. So I had everything that I needed, my banking, my everything. And I was smart enough, which I still can't even believe that I did, but I had business interruption insurance. So I was guided and protected. And so like, again, like looking at those lessons and signs at the time when you're in it and even telling you now, I think about. I was guided. It was all guided. It was all a lesson. It was all a journey. It was all, and I could have made a choice to go, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, at the time I was working with Dr. Phil, who didn't have his own show. And he had a book that he had been doing and his son, Jay, had a book he was doing. And from dating myself, I had a telephone, the other cell phone that was like, almost looked like a spaceship. It was like really big and long and didn't have like a lot of battery life. And I was on, and I was, I didn't want to tell him I had a fire because I didn't want to tell him or anybody, because when you're doing what we do, what I do for a living, it's really not about us. It's about that person. So I felt like I didn't want to share or impede my challenges or whatever on that person. I had to keep going and doing what I had to do for Dr. Phil for his radio tour and whatever have you. And my phone died while he was talking to me and I didn't have a battery and I And I remember I was like, oh, no. But like it ended up, you know, working. The book worked and everything worked and I was able to get past it. And then I you know, moved back into the office space and insurance paid for everything. And we kept building. And then I got other clients and I got David Bach and I helped him build Smart Women Finish Rich, Smart Couples Finish Rich. He's gone on to become a global brand. And I think each step of the way, I mean, there's never... Ever gonna be because like in life, there's always gonna be bumps. There's always gonna be challenges. It's how you deal with the challenges. Believe me, there have been many a day that I've wanted to like put the covers over my head and not go back to work. When we had first launched the South Beach Diet, again, I wasn't in an office space at the time. I was in an apartment that I turned into an office space. There were three employees. We came up with the Accidental Diet Doctor. We launched the book. We get them on, you know, the View. And, you know, something happened where, you know, a media piece happened and I thought my career was over and it really didn't even have anything to do with me, but I thought it was going to be a real challenge. And it ended up that the book became a global bestseller. It became uh, uh, the shining star for the North Star for all publishers to want to make the book as brand. And so I think like when you think that something's really not going to work and it's going to be a disaster... That's the time when the things start to build and you just, I don't know, Lauren. I mean, you've known me a long time and we're friends. I, we're I, best I'm friends. I'm
0: sitting here remembering all these stories. Do you remember? I remember, <laughs> when, happened? I remember when the fire happened. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I seriously, my, my arms have been filled with goosebumps this whole time. Right. And so I about, think like,
1: and we've you know, never even talked about it like this way, you know,
0: I think that the thing that we all sometimes lose sight of I mean I mean I know I've done it but it's something that I'm committed to sharing with the world is that process of who you become through those challenges I mean you know I don't know I mean I know that now you've worked with prelude for you know fertility you know and just like how many women and families you're able to help now just through that I know that that's a big thing. Um, and just- for me
1: personally, I mean, I went through nine fertility cycles to have our beautiful son and life gives you that gift to be able to give back to other people. People are out there trying to have a kid. I mean, I, I didn't know that there was an option to have a healthy baby when I was ready. I didn't find my love of my life until I was 38 years old and didn't get married to 40. So, you know, I think, Yeah, I mean, these are things that come into
0: your life to help shape you, for sure. So so I have a question. What what do you feel today? Some of the emotions now to see what, you know, I mean, how many people have been helped through, you know, you, I'm going to say it, I mean, honestly, like through, you know, going out there and being a catalyst for these, you know, for books. I mean, when, or David Bach, like how many people have changed their finances because you went out there to really help him, you know, get the message out there or Dr. Phil or, Tony Robbins, or, I mean, I mean you, you've you been a big integral part for a lot of people, um, but you also, like I said, you really see the vision, I think, uh, but, you know, how do you feel today? What are some, what are some of those emotions that you're feeling today? You know, I
1: feel very proud. I feel very blessed and I feel very, um, I feel that it's grace. I think that, um, listen, I, I feel a big responsibility that who I represent and who I work with, that I have to believe in them in order to share their messages with the world. And I think I have to be very conscious about that. I think, you know, there were times that I believed in people and things even sometimes more than they did. And sometimes I'd create the vision and hold the vision even if they didn't even ask me to. And so I think, you know, I don't think of it about myself, necessarily, I still don't, Lauren. I, I, know. I like I'm, you know. It's funny. Like I, I was in my staff meeting this morning. We were in a huddle, and someone was talking about like one of our clients um, had mentioned that, you know, someone on one of my clients' team had mentioned that their client was a celebrity in their world, right? And and it was a very interesting thing for them to say, and they're right. That person absolutely is a celebrity in their category, not the same kind of celebrity that in the entertainment business or in the influencer business, but absolutely that person is top of their game in that area. And I have an employee of mine that in the meeting says, well, You're a celebrity to me. And I started to laugh. <laughs> I was like, come on. You know what I mean? But I, you know, telling you, because you're my friend, I'm like talking to you is my good that's a responsibility, you know? Like she's here to learn from me, for me right. to mentor her, to make her the best strategist and publicist and, and, and leader that she could be. This girl is gonna go run a business someday and right. we're gonna try to do it. And I know she's gonna, I mean. It's really
0: interesting, you said something that um, I think is a huge thing. You said that when you put that first person on the payroll, you knew you were responsible. And totally. because that's different than having someone as a 1099 right because you're like oh, totally. persons are wrong. they're doing this whole thing so for people that are one let's just two i'm just gonna I'm the people that are disheartened now in their business like they've been told it's great to be an entrepreneur i should go do it start that business and they just like are frustrated what would you say to that person right now I, I would I, ask what you'd say to the to the person that's new. So the person that's disheartened, they've been doing it, they're not getting the results, right? Yeah.
1: So the person that's disheartened that's not getting the results, I would tell them to do what someone told me to do, and that is get a notebook, get a pen and a piece of paper, write down what's working, because you could sit and be disheartened and blame everybody on the whole planet Earth of all the things that are bad, Or you can make a list of what is working, what is not, and then you got to think about what's your responsibility and what's working and what's not working. And then, like, what do you want to do? What do you really want to do? What are your passions and goals and things that you're not doing that you should be doing? Or not should, but that you want to do, like, for yourself, not should do for what your mother, father, friend, wow. world, society, mentor, client, whatever, husband, brother tells you is, but what what's gonna, what's holding you back? Yep. Are you holding you back? Is someone else holding you back? Because here's the thing. I really believe that this is such a great time for entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm working with this amazing woman. Her name is Kim Perez. She is unbelievably fabulous. She's got this book the Execution Factor. she's That's teaching right how to execute um, and because that is the one skill that can be taught. There's a lot of skills in business that can't be taught. I mean Lauren, you've always been a vision board person, a vision person, manifesting goals, writing them down, trying to have them happen. but you know the thing is execution is, is something that can be taught. Kim finds and bets on people so here's the thing. If you're in a business and you're trying to make it work for yourself, if you're not betting on yourself, it's not going to work. You're going to get frustrated. So you have to kind of do your own self work, like work and kind of, and you've done it. You've done, look at you. I mean, look where all you've been and what you've done and, and how you've, the challenges that you've had and i mean look i met you lauren when you had your first book no greater love on being extraordinary mom that was 22 years ago you know you had just published it with my mentor and and your agent our friend jan and you know when you were doing that you didn't have the systems and the structure and the discipline and and even belief like in yourself that like you have now like you wanted to believe in yourself and you would get frustrated same as me. I mean, I would have things that would happen that would be great. And then I'd be set back. I mean, here's the deal. It's normal. So like for that person that's frustrated, give yourself a break. Like it's gonna happen. Like, and if you're not meant to be an entrepreneur, because some people really aren't, some people don't have the stomach. Like there are things that I've taken major risks in, but like Marshall Goldsmith, who I did PR for, he wrote a great book what got you here won't get you there. And so I think like when you're, when you each time you're growing, you got to keep growing because if you don't grow, you're dead, right? So you got to keep planting seeds, going, trying things out, testing them, seeing what's going to work, what's not going to work. So if you're stuck, figure out first, are you stuck because of yourself? Are you in like the molasses swamp that's holding you back? Are you in the vortex of whatever it is of your life story that you've continued to say over and over again? Like, have you abandoned yourself and you're saying you're abandoned or let go or whatever? Like, what is it? And then I think from there, once you like map all that out and look at it, then figure out what that is. So that's for the person that's stuck. And then if it if there's another person that like is doing well, but like doesn't know how to get to the next level go find mentors. You're, you're amazing at this, Lauren, read tons of books. I mean, we're in a time now that there's digital courses, you know, people want to share information. They want to help people. They want to share, like, I'm going to want to share what I learned and what my backstory is and how people could create the narrative and how they could get to where they are. Not because I want to do it for myself, because I feel like an obligation that There are so many people that are hungry for this that might not be able to afford my services of what I do, but that are needing and wanting a path to success. That, like, I feel grateful and blessed that I got, like, from this mentor that told me to start the business to my parents when they were having dinner with a a friend of theirs um, that was an accountant who was dating this producer that worked for Barbara Walters that he helped me get my job. He never met me. He told me how to do my resume. I mean, we, there are secret angels all over our lives that are there for us to put us on the path ahead. Just open your eyes and see them. And some of the things that happen that are hurtful, painful that, that are hard to go through when you're going through them but they're blessings yep. because they so, teach you. so
0: interesting. Like first I wanted to show Kim's book. I have Kim's book. Ah, there it is. Yay. And I'm I'm
1: the agent for that book and I'm thrilled
0: to be your Asian. Um, And so my husband and I were reading it back. I'm like, oh, this is good. Go read this. Oh, good. You know, she, I love this. So good. Cause it doesn't matter. Like you said, until you execute, it doesn't matter. Like,
1: you should buy- apply for her fund, Lauren. Yeah. Come up with like, a product. Maybe your IM cards, you should apply to her million dollar fund.
0: Maybe I should. You should. I should. I got
1: like them. Here to she about that too. No, but like here she is a person that wants to pay it forward. Like that's what you and I do. You do it day in, day out. You meet people in your Choose Plus business. You meet people just in your life business. You meet girlfriends that you help do things for and with you. You're constantly giving, but you want to give because it makes you feel good. Yeah, we we both want to do that. That's
0: and I think like, like you said as well. Like I think we're at a place in our life right now where it's we just know that we have something that could help someone, right? Yeah. So Why not share it? Right. So why not? Like people go, oh my god! Like, why do you do all these things? I go, I don't. You know, like I have a story about I gave away a Stay True bracelet at the um, at Whole Foods. There was a little girl; she had just had surgery. She was like maybe two years old, and I just saw her. She was look, kept looking at my bracelet, and so I took it off and I gave it to her. And I didn't say anything or it just said stay true. And on the back, I said, I think it said my website. Well, last year I was, I got a text from this lady and said, you gave my granddaughter this bracelet, you know, last year. And I'm like, how the heck did she even find me? Right. Like, how did she find me? It's like, what? I mean, like, I thought it was kind of crazy. And then, you know, she goes, she's going in for heart surgery. She won't leave anywhere without this bracelet, you know? Oh, wow you know, we got women to go see her Her name's Ursula, baby Ursula, and Asher and I went, but it's like, I didn't do the bracelets to make, it was, the reason was, when somebody was having a bad day, I just wanted to pass over a bracelet to somebody, right? So, I want to just, I want to be respectful of your time.
1: That's amazing. I I love
0: this, first of all. I love this because so many times, you know, people are asking me, like, tell me more about, like, what Heidi does, and Love to be able to have her. I go, I just want to get her on for, you know, to share with you some of her golden nuggets, right? Cause not everybody can come to Crop Communication, you know, because you work with the best, you, you work with the huge companies and also huge authors and people that are just starting off as well. But
1: but I didn't always. And so sorry. I didn't always, you know what I mean? Like I didn't always. And I think you to be humbling and I don't come from, big huge everything so I think you always have to stay grounded in who you are and not get caught up in it
0: so last thing first of all you know how much I love respect and honor and appreciate you I hope that you know that
1: and Um, I appreciate
0: the necklace that you gave me for my 50th birthday so that you know keeps me keeps me feeling great and um I just love you and just how you help others rise. The so last thing the last and thing,
1: love you, say, Lauren, I love you.
0: Is what are three things that you do in your life so that you remember that you're a badass? And then I want to know three things that you do in your life that, that you make sure to remember that you're beautiful. So what are three things that you do to remember that you're badass and three things that you do to remember that you're beautiful.
1: Oh low. I think we're gonna have to have a second call for you to make sure you
0: coach me for all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one. You can give
1: one of each. No, I can give you three. I was just giving you a plug. Okay, three things that I do to be a badass. I have dance parties with my kid, and we have the best time, and I've taught him how to moonwalk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's taught you how to work, I guess.
1: I, I, you know, I... Get up in the morning and I'm very grateful, and I go through my moments of, you know, all the things I'm feeling really great and blessed for. I've been doing that a lot lately, and I always think about my past, my life. When I went home recently to Pittsburgh, um, my parents haven't been well. I took a photo of my home where I grew up, and it's funny, like I never knew that double numbers, especially 4242 or signs. And so I found out that 4242 is like an angel thing. Like I was always gotten from the time I was living there. Wow. I had no idea. Wow. So I'm very, like, I'm very, I spent a lot of time lately going, holy shit, look where I came from. Look where I am now. And I'm feeling it in a much more um, appreciative centered place, not a Oh no, no, it's okay. It's I don't have to be I, you know, I no no I am owning it, you <laughs> know. Like, so yeah. owning,
0: so owning. that's really one of your badass qualities now is that you just own it, right? And I, I think that it. is an, a really important thing for us to own it. Like owning it, gratitude, <laughs> yeah, dancing the moonwalk, have to teach me.
1: And, and I'm also not holding back. So like if I'm in a meeting or I'm feeling something. I'm just going to tell someone straight up the truth. I'm not going to repress or, and I'm not going to beg for forgiveness or anything like that. I'm just going to be true. I'm going to take a page from a lesson that you taught me. And I'm just going to be true to who I am because being true to who you are helps you be the best you can be. And it really allows you to connect. So I'm way more connected. So that I, I do that. And what was the, what was the other part? So those are my 3 badass things. And then what? Beautiful. Beautiful. So I got my hair cut today for you. <laughs> I have a massage every week. And then also, you know, I, I do affirmations like I've been like lately really, but more on a meditative, I love to meditate. So I spend more time in quiet time and I think that being in silence and stillness really makes me feel more centered and peaceful and more beautiful and calm. And then it allows that to ripple through everyone else that's in my life. You've been listening to the Get Real and Stay True podcast with Lauren Lahab. Head over to laurenlahab.com. That's L O R E N L A H A V.com. And as her way of saying thank you for being a listener and subscriber to this podcast, grab a free copy of Paving Your Path with Positivity, Affirmations to Create the Change You Desire. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And Lauren will talk to you on the next
0: episode.